You're listening to episode 74 of the ESL Teaching Podcast. For some time now, I have been wanting to share a tool with you that has helped me navigate the difficult times as an educator, as well as to be even more empathetic in situations that seemed like they had no solution. I am talking about meditation. If you haven't tried it, I know there are a lot of assumptions about what meditation is and why it may not be for you. I also have learned that the benefits of sustained focus, inner calm, and sharper ability to problem solve are not just empty promises. And since I have not been able to find the right time to share this during the school year, I thought that summertime might be the perfect time to learn something new. In this episode, I will share with you what meditation is, how it became a part of my daily routine, as well as a few tips on how you can start your own practice. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hello and welcome to the ESL Teaching Podcast. I'm your host, Yeva Grossless, otherwise known as Simply Yeva, and I am so thankful that you tuned in. I'm looking forward to sharing both my knowledge and experience on this podcast, as well as that of my fellow teachers. Hello, hello, everyone. So let's talk about something today. I have an active mind. I think a lot. Sometimes I overthink and overanalyze. I tend to be always in my head and it can get tiring. In addition, I used to feel constantly tired and it seemed like I am in this never-ending cycle of reacting to my external world, but not being able to change anything about it. I had read several books on meditation and listened to podcasts, but somehow it was only a few years ago that it dawned on me. I must try it out to see what the rave is all about. It must be working if so many people have created daily practices of meditation. And I have been meditating now almost daily with a few exceptions for three years. And I'm here to share with you some of the amazing, amazing benefits that this practice has brought me and the people around me. But first, let's begin with the basics. What is meditation? According to the website Education Support, meditation is learning to be present in the moment and perceiving your feelings without judging them. When you are quiet and take a deep breath, as well as observe your breath, it activates your parasympathetic system, which is responsible for relaxation. And when you are in that state, you are able to gain more perspective, to increase self-awareness and empathy, and over time, improve your own ability to focus. Sounds simple enough, but this very definition was my biggest question. Okay, I know that, but how do we do that? If you haven't noticed yet, I'm a step-by-step kind of person and I needed someone to guide me through the process, to teach me. I started looking around and I found this app called Headspace. Now, just a disclaimer, I'm not affiliated with the app and I'm not getting any payments, no advertising. 
Any app that I mentioned in this episode is my pure recommendation because I have used them for a while and they have been instrumental in my own learning about meditation and practice. Now that we got this out of the way, let's continue. So there are so many types of meditations. For example, you may have heard of mindfulness meditation, okay? So this one is really popular in the Western world because it helps you observe your thoughts as they pass through, but you're not focusing on one particular thought. And it really is a great tool to develop self-awareness and even self-forgiveness. Another type is a focused meditation, which helps you pay attention to one of the five senses. It is great for when you feel anxious and stressed as it redirects your thoughts. Visualization is another type of meditation. In this type of meditation, you can use all of your senses to create a calm scene and it really experience uh, helps you experience well-being. For me personally, visu- visualization, I can't even pronounce the word, um, is uh, easier done when somebody guides me through it as opposed to if you are able to visualize easily, it might, you know, with some practice, you will be able to do it on your own. But for me personally, I would like someone to walk me th- through it. Uh, a spiritual meditation is used in many world religions like a prayer and to establish a connection with a divine power. And uh, many people have done this in their life, whether they were aware of it or not. A movement meditation involves emotion. It could be yoga, which is yoga in, in itself is meditation. It could be walking in the woods. You, know, you could be working in the garden or doing any kind of repetitive motion. And there are so many others, such as mantra meditation, repetition of a word or a sound that helps you clear your mind. There's a transcendental meditation, which is similar to mantra and so on. I think the fundamental prerequisite for trying something new is curiosity. And I was driven by curiosity to discover the secret of meditation and to see how it can help me and how I can apply it in my own life. As teachers, we are bombarded with questions and requests from all sides all the time, and it is so easy to become reactive instead of responsive. And that's what I discovered through learning how to meditate. Now, the Headspace app has beginner courses as well as meditations and courses for those who want to deepen their practice. Later on in the episode, I'll mention a couple of other apps that I uh, use And uh, the lessons are accompanied by videos and then a simple guided practice. So you're not left alone. Do this and then silence, right? So for example, when someone tells you to focus on your breath, you can literally focus on everything else but the breath, right? The calm voice in the meditation recording walks you through how to scan your body, how to observe your breath, including counting the times you breathe in and out, as well as other exercises. Five minutes, that all, that's all it takes in the beginning to begin feeling immediate release and relief. I am a morning person, so five minutes in the morning right after I wake up works perfectly well for me. If you are not a morning person, I don't see why you couldn't do it before going to bed or after work when you need a minute. As you progress, you can choose longer intervals, 10 minutes, 15, 20, whatever your schedule allows and whatever you can sustain. But for me, after the first couple of meditations, I wanted to continue. 
A, I understood what meditation is and that it is okay to have thoughts come into your head while you're meditating. You don't have to be in this bliss immediately. B, I felt a physical relaxation in my body, which gave me so much information about my own state of being. And C, after a week or so, I realized that I'm less reactive to my environment and more proactive about the things that are important to me, as well as responsive to people around me. Not to mention the ability to focus. It was so much more improved. I was hooked. And then, as if by magic, because I have slowly begun to change, so did my environment. Somehow I was less tired. Somehow I would take a pause before speaking and respond in a way that would be more constructive. As a result, there was less yelling in the family and more productivity at work. I would say meditation was an experiment that I wholeheartedly embraced because I saw the results. It worked for me. Even more, the practice can be transferred to your classroom. Whatever you learn through meditation, it is easily transferred to wherever you are. Even when you see an anxious student, you can help calm them down by helping them take a few deep breaths in and out, right? Or maybe you want to start a lesson with a minute of quiet and refocus and teach the kids to start the lesson like this. As you can hear, meditation has changed my life and it is simply being with yourself, right? And it can be practiced by anyone, whether you're religious, whether you identify as spiritual or even agnostic. Now, if you're curious about how you can start your own meditation practice, I have a few tips. First, start small. I downloaded the app Headspace, which helped me uh, with little steps on where to begin and what to do next. There are other apps that I use now. Uh, I use Insight Timer and it is wonderful and full of great meditations and courses. So once you get through the beginning stages of what meditation is and you kind of uh, establish your own practice, you can the open up, you know, it opens up a plethora of other ways to be with yourself. There's another app that I haven't tried, but I've seen it advertised. It's called Calm. Um, and uh, I've heard good things about it too. I will link uh, each of those apps underneath this episode. So go check them out if you are interested. Number two is decide that you will do it and when you will do it. I started with five minutes, three times a week. That was plenty for me and enough time to see how I felt with and without meditation. Number three Give yourself time. We teachers know that practice makes progress. So sticking with whatever you decided to for at least a month is a good first step. Number four, give yourself grace. This is not something to force. If you miss a day, no biggie. Just pick up where you left off the next time you can. And number five, observe yourself and your environment and see the subtle little positive changes that come about. You might be surprised. And that is all for today. I hope this episode piqued your interest and meditation will be one of the things you'll try this summer and maybe you will implement some aspects of it in your classroom. Now over to you. Have you tried meditating? If so, what are your thoughts on it? Do you have a practice that you follow? Send me a message on Instagram and let me know. I'm curious to hear your thoughts. Thank you for listening and until next time. 
Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. If you loved what you heard today, be sure to do two things. First, make sure to subscribe to the ESL Teaching Podcast so you don't miss an episode. And second, leave a positive review wherever you listen, on iTunes, Spotify, or any other platform. Positive reviews will improve the chances of this podcast to be discovered in the feed and help our fellow ESL ELL teachers. And of course, there's a third thing. If you aren't following me on social media yet, come join me on Instagram at SimplyYevaESL, Facebook SimplyYeva, or connect with me on my website, SimplyYeva.com. Thanks again, and until next time.